This is the Old Trailblazer broadcast. This is Pastor Albert Pendorfus, the Old Trailblazer, riding out again, blazing the path to the hearts of sinners. And we're cutting away error, and we're giving out some what I call good instruction. But my friend, that's what the Lord calls his pastor to do, to be instant in season and out of season and to reprove and to correct. And uh, maybe, maybe, you, maybe you appreciate being told some of these things. And maybe you're one who says, who is that old fool to tell me how to raise my family? I'm, I know more about it. I'm sure you do, my friend. But listen, the Lord's word is true. And he says our children are an heritage of the Lord. So are, are, you, are you happy with your family, my friend? Listen, have you recognized that the Lord is holding you responsible for those children? Oh, you may want to get them up and get them out of the house and kick them out and let them go on their own. But my friend, if they never get saved, if they never come to know the Lord, is is your responsibility. You'll be responsible. And if you're not saved, you'll meet them there. It's a great white throne judgment. And they'll rail on you for not being true to their soul. Oh, well, listen, listen. In Genesis 48, 4, we find when Jacob was relating to Joseph, How God had blessed him, Jacob said unto Joseph, God Almighty said unto me, Behold, I will make thee fruitful and multiply thee, and I will make thee a multitude of people, and I will give this land unto thy seed after thee for an everlasting possession. You know, it's a wonderful thing, a great thing, to recognize the hand of the Lord in our lives. Do you do that, friend? Do you, do you give God the credit? Do you thank the Lord? I, I often admonish folks, and maybe I'm too brash, I don't know, but I'm, I try not to be. I do it in love. I, I, I tell my folks here, when you wake up in the morning, get up in, in a nice, comfortable home with a nice bed and, and a cool house in the summer and a warm house in the winter, and you've been there all night in a good bed, and you wake up and you put your feet on the floor. Do you get up without even thinking how you got there? I tell my folks, I said, when you put your feet on the floor, don't matter if it's a concrete floor or a wood floor or a dirt floor, when you put your feet on that floor, take a moment to say, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for a good night's sleep. Thank you, Lord, for my wife. And thank you, Lord, for my children. Thank you. Thank you, Lord, for waking me up this morning. Oh, but listen, how wonderful it is to recognize the hand of the Lord. The scriptures tell us to be thankful in all things. You know what I find today in our average family, in our average home? I'm like the fellow I keep my eyes open and my mouth shut. But I see lots going on. I hear a lot of complaining. I do. I do. I hear a lot of complaining. And I, I don't like to hear complaining. Why, I, what do we have to complain over? Do you have anything to complain about, my friend? You woke up breathing this morning, didn't you? That's right. I asked a lady the other day how she was doing. She said, well, Pastor, I'm on top of the grass. Isn't that grace to be on top of the grass instead of underneath the grass? One day we'll all be underneath that grass. Oh, my friend, I see, I see our folks uh, dying, going out into eternity. On a regular basis, I conduct funerals all over the country, and I see those things. And I tell you oftentimes that the old trailblazer is a realist. I don't believe in fairy tales. No, sir, I'm a realist. But listen, our all-nourishing, all-supplying the Lord, 
multiplying your family. Oh, and I wish every dad and every mother would sit down there. You listen to me? Would sit down and bow your heads. Just bow your head and recognize the Lord God as the head of your home. Is he the head of your home, my friend? As the one who has given you your family, those precious children, whether they be many or few. I've, I've talked to dozens and dozens of people, uh, old as myself and maybe older, who came up in the in those days when they had a lot of folks had large families, 10 or 12 children, and they told me we didn't have that many. My dad and mother only had five. But they told me in the, in the lightheartedness time how great it was to have 10 or 12 brothers and sisters. Oh, my friend, we used to make fun of a man who had a bunch of children. We said he got a bunch of bear pickers. That's what it was, strawberry pickers. But no, sir, my friend, listen, listen, what grace it is to sit there and bow your head and recognize the Lord as the head of your home. He who gave you your family as it is. And would you just bow your knee unto the Lord? There your home may be made over if it's not proper now, if it's not right. If there's complaining and bickering and cutting up. If you have a wayward child, a wayward son, or a wayward daughter out there somewhere on the run, I call it. Would you just pay special prayer for those? And I've often told you to write me. Give me their names. And I, all I know is one is their first name. A little bit of this circumstances, and I'll bring, I'll bring them to the throne of God's grace. And I'll ask you to do that same thing. Oh, but listen, listen. Over there in Joshua 2, 24, we find these words. When the Lord God spoke to the children of Israel, he said, I took your father Abraham from the other side of the flood and led him throughout all the land of Canaan and multiplied his seed and gave him Isaac. I like that expression, don't you? And I gave him Isaac. Mother, dad, look at that child there, maybe on your lap. Maybe out there in the yard riding his bike. Maybe in the kitchen washing dishes. He said, I, the Lord said, I gave her to you. I gave her to you. I gave her to you, mother. I gave her to you. Listen, how can you mistreat and misguide and mislead that child? How could you allow? How could you allow? How can you allow her to go wild with, because you never trained her? Because you never helped a little check on her, and you let her, as soon as she began to grow into adulthood, adolescent, begin to long for the ways of the world, slipping out, joining other girls into, into foolishness. And one day, one day, if, if that's the way it is, one day she'll come home, bringing you an illegitimate child for you to raise. My friend, my mother, isn't it more responsibility to start off when they're little oh oh listen in the days of old the jewish wife thought it was a curse of the lord if if her home if her womb was barren if she never had any children they looked upon children as a gift a gift of jehovah what a what a difference we see now with the abortion clinics almost every major city has an abortion clinic to where these young girls can go without parental authority, without parental consent, and throw off, throw that child away. And now, 
And now, in this day that you and I live in, they have what they call late-term abortion. Late-term abortion. That means that that child is delivered, is, is delivered just like a, it was going to live. And during that process, the nurse or the doctor, one, penetrates the brain of that child with a pair of scissors. Late-term abortion is legal, my friend. In our court system, it's legal. I, I just want to cry. I just want to scream. Oh, that individual that would consent to such a thing. But let's go back. Where did it all start? It started in the home. Even in that young man. Let's don't just blame the girl. Oh, my friend, that young man, if he had been taught from his birth up the sanctity of life and to obey those who have to rule over him, then he could no more uh, agree or allow. Even though he uh, got in that condition, he would not allow that young woman whom he thought he loved, but it was lust, to allow that baby to be terminated there as a late-term abortion. My friend, I don't know how a person can lay down and sleep. I don't know how a doctor or a nurse could go to bed at night knowing what had happened. I, I don't, my friend. I, I just don't. And and I believe, I believe that that baby, oh, that baby was going to be with the Lord. I don't know what condition. I don't know what this thing will be there in heaven for those unborn children. I don't know. But my friend, they have a precious soul. And someone can take that life without, a, without any remorse. I don't know it. But listen, uh, as we were talking there, uh, those women back there in that day looked upon the birth of a child as a gift of God. Let me, let me just give you these two illustrations before we run out of time. Let's take first the life, the life of Hannah, as she found there in 1 Samuel. Because of her barrenness, the scripture says she was in bitterness of soul and prayed unto the Lord and wept sore. And she vowed a vow and said, O Lord, if thou would indeed look upon the afflictions of thy handmaid, and remember me, and forget not thine handmaid, but will give me, give unto thine handmaid a man-child, then I will give him unto the Lord all the days of his life. Is this not a great contrast to the average home today? The average child is conceived in lust, born into a world not wanted. The accounts this accounts for the juvenile problems we have today, the crime amongst our youth. We as fathers and mothers don't feel the responsibility of our children as gifts from the Lord. Our orphanages, our juvenile facilities are filled with children not wanted, my friend. Oh, if the old trailblazer could just be serious with you just for a moment. Mother, that young daughter of yours or your young granddaughter, She's your responsibility if you're raising her. It's your responsibility to sit her down and to teach her and to tell her of, of those things that will happen, that will come upon her when she, when she becomes childbearing age, and that she might know the, the satanic traps that are set for her. And, oh, my mother, that son of yours, coming up now into adolescenthood and, and knowing the... What goes on today from watching television and magazines and the movies 
and and they know at an early age where the children come from, and they know. But my mother, teach them, teach them the sanctity of life. Teach them, teach that young man uh, his responsibility. If he fathers a child, that is his responsibility that he'll have to give an account unto the Lord God of heaven for that child. Oh, my friend, I plead with you, I beg you this morning to, 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 take, take, to make, a, make a vow now, if you would, to set those children down when it's appropriate time, and that's a mighty early age, to tell them, tell them what, what awaits them who get into those things, and to tell them about the sanctity of life that children are an heritage of the Lord. They're a gift of God, and they're not to be disposed of like, like uh, open trash. Oh, my friend, I, I, it's, it's so hard for me to understand how did any woman or any man could allow that to happen to their child. And I know it happens. I forget now how many abortions are being uh, handled every day of the year, every day. But my friend, the old trailblazers, my heart's longing after you this morning. May you, may you look to the Lord. May you look to the Lord. Get these and play them for your family and your children if you would. Remember my mailing address, the old trailblazer. I'm kind of weary this morning. It brings me down to think about those things. In our homes, in our families, precious children, precious children, bless us. Bless them, Lord. Bless them. Take charge of our hearts and lives, O oh Lord, and forgive us. Remember my mailing address, the old trailblazer. Post Office Box 1810, Walker, Louisiana, 70785. If you missed part of today's broadcast or would like a recording, the Old Trailblazer broadcast is now available for download to your phone, to your iPad or computer via podcast. Find out more about our podcast by visiting our website at radiomissions.org. That's radiomissions.org.